Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome, Golden Eagle fans, to the Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, and beautiful downtown Laurel. Pete Taylor magic last night as the Golden Eagles walk it off against Louisiana Lafayette. Softball on the uh, road tonight at Ole Miss, and a Southern Miss golfer finishes top ten the Conference USA Championships. It's an exciting day. Thank you for joining us. The first segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Visit the home team next to the Turtle Creek Mall in Hattiesburg. Dickey smoked here, loved everywhere. Well, before we get to uh, baseball, we'll have Trey Cuevas on just a, a little later in in the, the program. We'll be joining Kelly and I, but uh, a big news out of Hattiesburg last night, a uh, anticipated vote, uh, tax referendum that would uh, raise the city tax by 1%, uh, and, and the funds from that, the revenue from, from that tax uh, Increase would go to help the city of Hattiesburg, but also uh, would help to go towards the renovation of Reed Green Coliseum. And uh, last night, the final votes came out, and 81 to 19 percent, the referendum passes, which is good news for uh, all Southern Miss fans, all Southern Miss basketball fans. And we'll get straight to it. Happy to have uh, joining us now the, uh, I guess, Mr. Mitchell, uh, you're officially still the uh, interim director of athletics, and uh, man, I just wanted to say before uh, we talk about the tax referendum, on behalf of the Eagle Hour, on behalf of uh, all Southern Miss fans out there, uh, if I could right now, I'd give you a standing ovation, sir, for how you served during this interim time, and we just wanted to thank you first and foremost. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate those kind words. It's been a a high honor to serve uh, the University of Southern Mississippi, and I'm excited about what we've accomplished and, and really excited about what's coming ahead. And uh, there's a lot of momentum on our side, and so it's it's good to be a Golden Eagle today, for sure. It sure is. Let's talk about this tax referendum. Um, just for our listeners out there, just so I don't want to uh, convey you know the wrong information, but why uh, why we should be, but why should we be excited uh, about what happened uh, by the voters of Hattiesburg yesterday? Well, I, I think that it really is a statement for our city as a whole. First, and I. I want to extend a public congratulation to Mayor Toby Barker and his leadership team because they have worked on this very diligently for a long time. And, uh, you know, for us to, um, as a city, to be able to improve some infrastructure with our city parks and recreation and make this a great place to visit, you know, and a great place to live, I think something like this, this referendum, was critical so that we can have first-class facilities across the city. And as it relates to the university and Reed Reed Coliseum, to have a a special venue where we can uh, attract uh, some high-end concerts and other um, activities and festivities to come on campus to to experience Southern Miss 
uh, is really critical to the growth of the city and critical to uh, continuing to generate revenue for the city. And so we were proud to partner with Mayor Barker, and we're just ecstatic about the results with over 80 percent of the voters yesterday uh, choosing yes. Uh, so we're thrilled. And uh, more specifically to your question, uh, we need to enhance Red Green Coliseum. We need to make it more fan-friendly for those that are coming to watch Golden Eagle basketball. And uh, it just needs to be a better facility for people to come and enjoy uh, community-related events. Kelly, I know uh, you've watched many a game, and Reed Green, you're excited about this also. We there? Okay. Yeah, Dalt was – we had some trouble there with the button. Um, Jeff, good afternoon to you. Um, The the thing – and I'm I'm always – I have to preface this by saying I'm always the negative Nelly, okay? So and, okay. and and I don't I I personally I'm I'm not real high on what politicians tell me that they're going to spend the money for you know because I mean years ago before gambling was legalized in this state oh it's going to go to education all of our education problems will be solved by passing this legislation to allow gambling in the state that turned out not to be the case I guess my question what what protections do we have at the university to ensure that that we are going to get some of this money. I mean, it's, yeah. it's is that a fair question? I think it's a fair question. I, I think we're certainly uh, going to take it at face value that we're getting half of this penny uh, on the dollar as uh, this revenue is generated. And we are going to um, put together a, a committee and put together this laundry list of items that we need to do to improve uh, Regreen Coliseum. Uh, and to make enhancements to that facility. Um, I'm really not thinking about the the fact that um, this is a a fictional um, uh, source of revenue. I I think it's real. Um, And, uh, you know, already the collaboration between the mayor and his leadership team and and members of our campus community uh, certainly point to the fact that this is real. So we're moving in that direction uh, there have already been some conversations, uh, you know, with city leadership um, about us, you know, collaborating uh, to, because this is going to be a cooperative effort. Uh, so I, I really am, am more optimistic that it's going to be a reality. Okay, fair enough. And and this to to clarify, this is a hotel motel tax. So so it's this is not a property tax, uh, uh, re- hotel that, motel restaurant correct. tax. So for that's, people, that's in, correct. yeah, so because people will go, well, I don't want my property taxes going up. Well, the fact of the matter is your property taxes for that will not be going up. Um, and, and if you don't want to pay that extra tax, then you just don't eat or drink or whatever in the city of Hattiesburg, which we hope you'll continue to do. Um, but even with the money that's raised, Jeff, it's not going to be enough to take care of the total price tag of complete yeah. renovations at Reed Green. So where yeah, does the we- rest of it come from? We, we, we want to be careful to, to not suggest that there's going to be a complete renovation of the Coliseum. This is specific to enhancements in the existing arena um, and, and conversations about a complete renovation. I know his, uh, there were some conversations years ago about uh, a complete renovation. That, that's not part of the talking points right now. Uh, what is a part of the talking points is how do we improve the existing facility? Uh, how do we make a... Uh, a, a a very pointed effort to improve uh, the game day atmosphere, to make it fan-centric, uh, and to uh, create a, a an enjoyable space for community projects or community um, events. 
So, so on the wish list, on the wish list, can you tell us what are some of the top priorities as far as what renovations you'd like to, to tackle first and foremost? Well, the, the laundry list is long. Uh, certainly, uh, and this is not a uh, a final uh, list, but I, at the top of the mind would just be a, a, a different entry point into the arena um, to make it a little bit larger, to make it uh, more interactive in terms of having fans come in and and have opportunities to do different things as they enter the arena, particularly for a basketball game, uh, concessions, restrooms, uh, but, but there are other areas that need attention as well, lighting within the uh, building. Uh, but uh, those aren't necessary. I mentioned those, but those may not necessarily be uh, on the final initial phase. This will definitely be a phased project. Uh, we will uh, identify the critical needs first, and we'll do that, and we'll move on to phase two uh, as the revenue continues to come in. And I know that one, right. of, one of the things they talked about was like a hanging scoreboard with a video screen or something that would hang over center court, but that the, sure. that the original roof at Reed Green Coliseum couldn't support that weight. Is that, is that yeah. something, too, that they're also kind of, kind of talking about? relook at that. We've had some conversations about that already, and uh, we're, we're going to essentially start from scratch in terms of not uh, being com- uh, deterred by previous um, understandings that maybe the, the roof uh, was not strong enough to hold a scoreboard. Uh, we're going to re- relook at that. We're going to look at some new lighting uh, and, and just look at you know what the, a new and enhanced Reed Green Coliseum looks like um, with, with the revenue that's coming in. We, we've got to be good stewards right. of our money. Uh, so we're not going to um, – uh, we can't afford to let our eyes get too big, you know. <laughs> but we, we've got right. to really, really focus on uh, what we can do in the, in the short term with the money that, that we have coming in. Right. Uh, Jeff, about a minute left. Uh, all of this uh, coming this, uh, within seven days of Jay Ladner being named the head coach. A lot of excitement for men's basketball right now. Right, right. Oh, yeah. I, I was over at Reed Green uh, earlier this morning checking in on Coach and uh, watching a little bit of their workout. They've only got this week to work out before uh, we go on a, on a break. Uh, NCAA rules prohibit us from practicing uh, the week before finals and the week of finals. So this is really coach's only chance. We have limited hours uh, that the students can work out. But they were getting after it today. He was putting them through some drills. The guys were tired. That, that's always a good sign. Uh, and uh, there was some good energy. And obviously it's a limited roster right now as we only have about a half of a full team uh, that, that's on the court right now. But it was good. I was very encouraged. And uh, we're very excited about Coach Ladner uh, and, and what he brings to the University of Southern Mississippi. We are, too. And, uh, Jeff, again, thank you for everything uh, you've done as uh, the interim director of athletics. Thank you uh, for what you're going to do in the future, uh, being a part of, of helping Southern Miss go to the top. Thanks for being on the Eagle Hour today. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. It's Jeff Mitchell. Uh, we'll be back. Kelly and I will uh, talk about the tax referendum and uh, Reed Green Coliseum and maybe some of those uh, old-school MK Turk games also. More Eagle Hour right after this. Southern Miss to the top. 
Appreciate Jeff Mitchell for joining us in that first segment. Again, officially still the interim director of athletics, but man, uh, what a job he did as interim. And, uh, you know, as he slides back into his role of deputy director of athletics, uh, just appreciate him coming on and, and sharing about the university and, and appreciate everything he's done as our interim uh, director of athletics as Jeremy McLean takes over. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Campus Bookmark located on Hardy Street across from the University of Southern Mississippi. The place to go for everything you need to cheer on the black and gold. And if you can't get into their Hardy Street location, you can always go to campusbookmark.net. Campus Bookmark, proud sponsor of the second segment of the Eagle Hour. Hey, look, and I want to Luke tell you, Kelly too- and Dalton. And I want to tell you, at Campus yeah, Bookmark there, there's now this at my age, this is exciting. You, all right, you can you can get a. You know it's about to be good when Kelly says at my age. Yeah, because you know, like when you grill hamburgers, the spatula that you take to, to flip the burgers, you can get a spatula now with the Golden Eagle logo on it. Ooh. So when you put the hamburger meat on the grill, you can kind of press that spatula in there and it raises the eagle head. Then you could. <laughs> so, so when the burgers come off the grill, they have a Southern Miss logo on them. Now, like I said, at my does the University of Iowa object to that? Does that's, that still object no, to yeah, that? I probably so. But I'm just saying you can get those at Campus Bookmark. Now, so. I, I got to ask Kelly: Are you the type of guy that'll take all the toppings off his burger just to see the uh, the Golden Eagle head after it's put on the bun? Well, after it, it's a piece of art. The 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 ground <laughs> beef has become a piece of art. Yeah, you don't want to cover it up. You would put the things on the bottom. On the bottom of the burger rather than the top. But anyway, I'm sure that's not what we're talking about in this segment, Luke. Please proceed. <laughs> that's, uh, that is not what we are talking about. But since we are talking about it, just uh, to recap, we were talking with Jeff Mitchell about the city of Hattiesburg uh, last night. Uh, voted or yesterday voted to raise the restaurant, hotel, and motel sales tax by 1%, 81% in favor, 19% against. Only needed 60% to pass. Uh, but what that means is uh, for the next uh, three years, beginning June 1st, 2019, going through uh, June of 2022, there'll be a 1%. Uh, tax increase on restaurant, hotel, and motel sales tax. And so the city of Hattiesburg and the University of Southern Mississippi will split the revenue. It's supposed to be somewhere around $4.2 million. We'll, uh, we'll split it. And then uh, what the funds that the university receives, um, have to go towards Reed Green Coliseum. And I think everybody wants it to go to Reed Green Coliseum. Uh, but, but that's, you know, it's exciting. So when you look at what the uh, amount Amount of money could be raised. It's somewhere between uh, Southern Miss's portion. I think would be somewhere between seven hundred fifty to a million dollars. So you're looking at uh, you know maybe three million dollars um, to, to to play with. And Kelly, you and I were talking during the break, uh, and and Jeff Mitchell was clear to state this. This uh, tax increase by one percent is by no means. Uh, a going to renovate a complete renovation of Reed Green Coliseum. Need to be very careful to say that. But it seems like uh, Mr. Mitchell was was uh, key to note that the immediate use of these funds will be to improve game day atmosphere for fans. The sad thing is, is lately there just haven't been a whole lot of fans to enjoy the games. So you got a chicken versus the egg thing here. I'm hoping that what these funds will do is energize a fan base and at least at least instill a new sense of curiosity. All right. What is Jay Ladner about? What type of team is he going to put on the court? How does how is Reed Green different than and Reed Green is essentially as old as I am. 
all right, I, I know when it was built. And, and Reed Green and I are both very old, all right? So it's time. Um, but, but it doesn't do any good to enhance game day uh, experiences if the fans don't come out. Yeah. You know, so there's a responsibility here. The university and the city now are doing what they can. The rest is up to us. And we've talked about this before. You know, we've got to get folks back to supporting the basketball program. Right. Yeah, and you were there. I was uh, in, in the heydays. I was a very young child. I can remember uh, watching Spoon uh, dunk. I have a vivid memory of Glenn Wisby uh, getting a, a break and, and doing a two-handed dunk at the far end of the court. But I, I really start remembering Southern Miss uh, really Coach Turk's last couple years and then James Green when I was in high school. That, that's, that's the earliest memories I have. Um, but but you were there, Kelly, and you could very vividly remember when uh, Reed Green, when there's people there, it gets extremely loud. It's a difficult place to play. And so there were some games you couldn't get a ticket. When, when Dana Kirk was coaching the Memphis Tigers and Denny Crum had Purvis Ellison and the, and the Louisville Cardinals would come in here and play, there were people scalping tickets. I mean, they were, there were people scalping tickets. I saw it, okay? I saw it take place. There were fans that would tailgate, you know, around the ring of, of a Reed Green Coliseum, kind of where the intramural fields are now. People would set up grills, and, and that was, you know, sometimes in February and March. It was, it was greatly anticipated, you know, basketball games were. Now, of course, Memphis and Louisville and some of those teams have abandoned us, all right, and, and our conference landscape is not near as attractive as it used to be. And look, it's all part of the puzzle. We're all friends here. We can talk. Um, but you can only control the, you only have input on the things that you can control. And right now we can't control our, our conference landscape. But with that being said, why not make basketball such an experience and bring so many people to the stands that other conferences would solicit us to be a new member of their conference instead of the other way around? One thing. One thing people forget about basketball is that basketball is the sport that perennially pays. So what is it? You you appear in the NCAA tournament one year and you get paid like for the next five years? There's there's basically something to be said. If you make the NCAA tournament two or three years in a row, you basically start making more than you would make like football bowl appearances unless, you know, you're in a uh, a New Year's Day six or something like that. But But – I think people have forgotten uh, football does feed everybody else. But, man, basketball, if, if you start getting to a place where you start making serious consecutive or every other year postseason appearances, man, like you start having an intake of, of, of funds and revenue, and it just builds up. And so I, I think there's an opportunity to to – Immediately, and I say immediately, not tomorrow, but in the next three years, to begin to improve uh, Reed Green to the point. But what you're going to have to have is you're going to have to have wins. Uh, Jay Ladner is going to have to excite the fan base. And, and as Mitchell uh, said last segment, and I was looking on, on Twitter earlier, he's on campus. He's in a black and gold. He was working out. I saw Ladavius Drain in a picture on the floor of the Coliseum. I don't know if he was on a, in a drill or he was worn out, but there was a uh, man, he, he's working them already. So Jay Ladner's going to have to excite the fan base. What was it about um, other, you know, obviously than what went on on the hard, uh, the, the hard, uh, Wood, Kelly, what was it about MK Turk that energized people so much? Well, MK took the program 
from actually where Doc Sadler kind of had it. It was it was a ground zero. I think before MK Turk took over, they had won three games the year before. Um, there were there were maybe a hundred people at the basketball games, right? So he took it from from rock bottom. Uh, MK went to Livingston State University, which is now West Alabama. Um, but knew Mike Jones, you know, an assistant coach who knew the Mississippi landscape very well, and um, and brought these guys in, and it really was the perfect storm, you know, when it happened. And MK understood that college basketball was, and I think we talked about this a little bit uh, in in previous shows that that college basketball is entertainment. People are paying to come and be entertained. They want to see their team win. They want to see their team win with a certain panache and flair. And MK Turk understood that. I think pre, I think coaches who have come after him um, have just thought that it's all about winning, that it's all about winning, and that does solve a lot of problems. But the bottom line is, with everybody tugging at the entertainment dollar these days, and look, they have a lot more options these days to spend their entertainment dollar. That's why I think it makes it even all the more important that it's not only important to win, but but to give the fans something to watch. You were talking about, just a follow-up to the point you were making, Luke, about the financial windfalls of playing in the NCAA. You remember yesterday on this program, Coach Joy Lee McNellis was saying that part of the money that's raised from, this, from the Lady Eagle Golf Classic coming up this Friday um, is to, to pay part of the bill of them playing in the WBI. You know, so in the NCAA, they're paying you big money to play in that NCAA tournament. Some of these other tournaments, you actually have to pay to participate in. Right. You know, so instead of them taking money, you're you're getting money. So that's another reason why it's so important, not to underscore the obvious, but why it's so important to make you know the NCAA tournament. Yeah, here's here's how it works, real quick. So if a team plays one year in the tournament, that that's called a unit. Each unit, and this was a couple years ago, like in 2017, a unit was worth two hundred sixty five thousand dollars. So you would get paid that over six years. So that's just one appearance. So if a team loses in the first round, that would mean one point six million because you get two hundred sixty five thousand every year for six years, and that's just for one appearance in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, so, so if you go to the Sweet 16, it's about $5 million. If you go to the Final Four, it's about $8 million. If you look at like a, a Power 5 conference like the Big Ten, just from that tournament alone two years ago, they brought in $26 million for the conference, yeah, so you just want, from the NCAA tournament. So you want to know why these crummy teams who know they're going to get crushed in round one, you know, these 16 seeds who know they're going to get annihilated in the first round, why they're so excited about getting in the tournament? If for nothing else, baby, there's a check coming. Bottom line. That's right. There is. Well, we'll switch gears to baseball. Some Pete Taylor magic. We'll talk about it with Trey Cuevas right after this on the Eagle Hour. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Wednesday, third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, where Kelly Sander is the reigning Intercontinental Trivia Champion. 
and there are tons of Southern Miss memorabilia all over the place. Daily lunches every day, special blue plate lunches, eight ninety five with a drink. Go check out Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Do we say it was the world champion, or you're the uh, intercontinental champion? Well, here, here's a quick question for you, Luke. In the mid eighties, one week in nineteen eighty five, there were three top forty hits in the Billboard Top Forty that were performed by bands that had the name White in their name. I don't, we, we're not, we don't want the, the songs. We just want the name of the bands. Three bands. White Snake. That's one of them. White Cross. No. No. I don't know. I know. You'll have, well, I don't know. Should, should, we just, should we go ahead and tell everybody? Uh, do, it, do it fourth segment. Do okay. It fourth segment. All right. we'll, we'll let them ponder for a segment. Yeah. Probably somebody that uh, not only uh, knows the answer to that, but somebody that, if he would have been alive, would have been a part of those three bands at the same time. Trey Cuevas, former catcher for the Southern Miss baseball team. Cuevo, what's up? What's happening, guys? What's happening? Well, some Pete Taylor magic last night. I'll be honest, in the top of the ninth, I was pretty bummed out. Six to three. Will McGillis gets hit. Uh, Montenegro walks. Gidry gets a single. Bowen gets a single. Sack fly by Walner. And, uh, and then what do you know? Cole Donaldson hits it to the wall. Eagles walk off. The, the Pete Taylor magic, is that something that, that, uh, Trey, you just kind of unleashed on the universe while you were playing? Man, it, it's, heck, people keep saying it and you, you know, you're starting to believe it after a while. You know, we were there with, uh, um, it was Bo Griffin hit a walk-off homer, and um, it just against Ole Miss that was. But we, it's it's definitely magical. You you know, it, it's one of those. It's an unbelievable place to play, and um, it's it was fun to be a part of it. You bring up that uh, that game. I remember that game. It was like a bow hit or like a walk-off grand slam midweek yeah. game. Somebody had popped one up in foul territory, and, and we didn't get out, and then Bo just, like, launches one. Um, yep. I wanted to bring you on today, Trey. Uh, just to, you know, there's been some, some roller coasters in this season, a lot of talent on the baseball team. Kind of, uh, you know, you don't know how this one's going to end up. Be nice if it ended up like the 09 team did. But, you know, we're in the grind now, a couple uh, conference series left. Uh, what is the the key? on the inside take our listeners in on the inside what these guys are facing and uh, you know what they need to do to, to kind of smooth it out and catch on fire for the postseason well i mean it's it's a game where it's, it's definitely ups and downs it's one of those where you look at a team and you know i, I was listening to you guys before i came on there and you're talking about the ncaa tournament that's a prime example when you see these teams get really hot at the end of the year and catch fire and I mean, Auburn's a prime example in the NCAA tournament. And it's one of those where this season has kind of been ups and downs. And fans, you know, Southern Miss fans will will support you when you win. But sometimes when it's a losing deal, <laughs> we're going to uh, we're going to be a little harder on you. Um, and that's um, and that just that's part of it. That's part of being a college athlete. But um, I think this team, it, it's one of those, um, you know, Coach Barry, I know, and uh, Ty and Oz have been in their ear and uh, it's one of those we've got to have some somebody has to step up and be a leader and um basically just you know draw the team together this is a this is a team sport before those guys go off to the minors and um hopefully the future big leagues but when you step to that level there's really no more team atmosphere it's all about me 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 in a way and you know the guys just got to play together as a team and um, just 
and jailed, and hopefully that will uh, that will uh, be the key to success. And you know, when you look at this this team. And there would be those who would say, gosh, it's just been a really disappointing year. Well, let, let me spin it a different way, all right? When you look at the way that the Eagles have kicked the ball around this year defensively and did again last night, you know, a couple of errors again last night, to a degree, I think it's been a pretty good season because if, if you were to total up all the errors that any team has made during this year and then you told them that they've got the record the Eagles have, most people would say, I don't believe it. You know, so so in a sense, those two numbers are contradictory. But the one that counts is the win loss record, Trey. And considering that the Eagles really have not played good defense this year, that's the only about the only thing they've been consistent in is not playing good defense. But it hasn't hurt them like it might have other teams. So I think that that is a positive spin. Yes, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I just think that um, it's one of those that they have to, um, you know. the coaches, you know, you harp on it, and I know they're telling them, you know, let's they're doing drills and they're doing this extra work after, you know, just got to go out and play the game. I mean, these guys are there; they're Division One athletes, and you know, these these guys. The more you think about it, and it affects your game. The more you try to get in between the ears and just slow the game down. That was my big problem in college. Heck, I was just such a I had that football mentality of, like, go, 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 and instead of taking that Brian Dozier approach, who would smile after striking out with runner on second and third, he just, you know, just taking the game and slow it down a little bit, and, you know, and it all just happened. You know, I mean, I think these guys, I mean, they've got the skills, they've got the the, the hands, and, and, I mean, it all come. It's just, they just, it's between the ears. Just play the game and quit thinking about it. And it all boiled down. It, it's, I mean, don't think they're stepping out there. They're not going out there to play nine innings to, to make an error, to want to strike out. They're just, it's one of those, I think, uh, over time, and the time is now. You know, I mean, you can be as patient as long as you want. The season has flown by. So you're looking at two more conference series. So it's one of those that better step up to the plate and get the job done and, or, you know, or else. The great big league manager, Sparky Anderson, who won world championships with the Reds and the Tigers, once said the worst thing you could possibly be as a professional baseball player is a perfectionist. Correct. And that's, <laughs> and, and that's kind of what you were saying, Trey, yes? Correct. Correct. And that's something, you know, uh, you know, one of my best friends is Brian Dozier, and, and it always aggravated me. It drove me nuts to see him. You know, I was a senior, and... Um, he was a freshman. I know it's a junior who was a freshman, but, um, you know, to see him, like, he didn't care. You know, I thought, I was like, okay, he don't care that he just struck out, but that's his way of, okay, I didn't want to strike out, but the heck, his third and fourth at bat, he hit two doubles off the wall. So he don't let right. the first at bat affect his later at bats. And that's something, you know, it hit me as, as I got older. I said, well, dang, that's why he's so successful in the, in the majors is because he don't – yesterday was yesterday. we got to play the game um, for today and do the best we can and then move on. So where does and, that disposition come right. from then, Trey? Where does that disposition come from, his laid-back approach as, a, as opposed I, to your perfectionism? <laughs> I think uh, it probably comes from my grandfather and my dad that are, uh, that are very wiry. 
individuals, and so that's probably uh, where I get it from. As Kelly, you called my uh, you called my games as a linebacker at Oak Grove. Sure did. You could probably tell <laughs> that uh, I was ninety to nothing out there on the football field, and that kind of <laughs> I didn't have that calm approach coming to baseball either. Yeah, and and it's really interesting yeah. the the sport itself because the. You can be really good in baseball, and you, you guys have all heard this story. You can be really good in baseball and fail 70% of the time. It's Correct. completely contradictory. All yeah, it's completely contradictory. And the guys that are successful are the guys that, that just blow it off their shoulders and keep moving on. And, uh, um, and that's something that, you know, these guys, I'm hoping that they're not sitting there saying, thinking in the back of their head, oh, gosh, I, I booted the ball last game. I can't, I can't you know, do this. It's, you know, don't think about it. It's yesterday is yesterday. Right. Today is a new day. Let's move on and let's play ball. Right. Uh, Trey, I want to get your comments on this. Uh, Brian Bowen is right now one of the hottest uh, batters in the entire country. 22-game hitting streak. It's the longest in the country right now. Hit a Went three for five last night, another home run. You know, he floats back and forth between that catcher and the DH position. You did that some. Was it was it easier or harder for you to bat when you're, you weren't in the field? Or, or was it easier? You you would think some people would see that yeah you're in the game but you know some people uh, it kind of got you look at an old Edgar Martinez that's all I mean that's he's a Hall of Famer now and um, that's for heck Kelly the the trivia person could tell you how many I guess it was the last six years of his career or more he was strictly a DH with Seattle and so um, it was it's something that the mindset. Um, it's different. It takes it takes some getting used to, so to speak. You know, luckily they have the access now to, you know, to go under the locker room or do something. But it's been, <laughs> early in the season to not be out on the field sweating, and you're sitting over there at, with snow flurries in Oxford, and <laughs> it, that's that's a little bit different. But to be able to go up under the yeah. tunnel and and get some cuts in and uh, just to stay loose. Uh, but this kid's very successful at it, and it's a very it's very beneficial for Coach Barry and those guys to have him, you know, as that solid key DH spot and then come in there and uh, catch behind Donaldson and, and play good uh, at that spot. So all in all, his bat has you got to – You've got to play those guys that have the hot hand, and his yeah. bat will stay in the lineup um, I would, for the rest of the year, uh, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, he's one that is successful, and it doesn't really bother him. Um, where, yeah. you know, I had games where it was colder weather, it was very t- difficult to DH, but I had to do things knowing I was probably going to be up next inning, okay, either jog. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Trey Cuevas for joining us in that last segment. Sorry we ran out of time, but Cuevo always entertaining. And appreciate him uh, joining us in that third segment. Fourth segment, the Eagle Hour, brought to us every day by our studio's sponsor, First Bank, serving Mississippi since 1895. Home of the Perfect Ten, Reggie Collier. Anything you need financially 
check out our friends at First Bank and appreciate them sponsoring the Eagle Hour. Well, golf wrapped up uh, their 2018-2019 season yesterday. Junior Matt Lorenz from Gulf Shores, Alabama, fired a final round 71 to finish tied for seventh place and led Southern Miss at the Conference USA Championships at Texarkana Country Club in Texarkana, Arkansas. Uh, Golden Eagles as a team shot a 294 over the final round and finished tied for ninth. Coach Brescher said he was proud of the guys continuing to fight to the end. Wasn't our week, but the team made some great strives this season. And when you look at Richards and Lorenz and some of those other guys, uh, Coach Brescher got the program in the right direction. And congratulations to Lorenz for his top 10 finish. Softball looking to make it 12 in a row tonight and headed up uh, to. Oxford to take on the Lady Rebels tonight at 6 p.m. Southern Miss uh, hasn't really played, I guess, since last Wednesday when they beat McNeese State 10 to 4. Golden Eagles fell uh, behind 3-0 in that game and then scored 10 in a row uh, to 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 close it out 10 to 4. So Golden Eagles uh, looking tonight uh, to upset Ole Miss on the road. Ole Miss 17th nationally. Old time Ole Miss leads the all-time series with a record of 21 to 12. Uh, the last time these two teams met, Ole Miss won 5 to 1 back on April 4th, 2018. So uh, Lady Eagles looking to make it 12 in a row. You well, were, you were talking about Lance, go back. Lorenz Luke and, and how he did in the golf tournament there. And how stupid good are these college golfers now when you shoot 71 and finish 7th? <laughs> yeah. 71 yeah, back I, in my day would have won it going uh, away. I think he finished one under for the for the, the 3 days, you know, and you think about what that is some of those guys some of the guys in the leads yesterday they were like six six under you know in two and a half rounds it it's crazy wild how how golf is watching the masters a couple weeks ago how tiger's basically competing against the generation that he raised and, all those guys well and yeah and i'm golfers because of tiger woods and when trey cuevas was talking about how it's in your head yeah I, the first thing that came to my mind was tiger woods and how tiger woods you know had a ton of stuff in his mind as he came up, you know, the back nine at Augusta, you know, questioning himself, can I win again? I say I can, but until I do, you know, he had so much going through his, his mind. But college sports now, like I said, shoot 71 for your last round and finish one under par and you finish seventh. I mean, it's just it's yeah. unbelievable how good these guys are nowadays. Um, by the way, uh, we talked it, about our trivia question. I have got, I, we asked the question, so I've got to give the answer, okay? In 1985, there was one week in the Billboard Top 40 that three bands with the name White in their band had a Top 40 hit. You mentioned one, which was? White Snake. White Snake was one of them. Okay. Here I go again on my own. Okay. White Lion had a Top 40 hit <laughs> that week. And another band, which everybody seems to get, White Snake and White Lion. White Tiger. No. White Ant. No. White Dog. No. Use white as the second word. Great White. Ah. Still (laughs) animal related on all three. That's right. That's right. Yeah. One week in 1985. So now you talk. That's trivial, is it not? That's about as trivial as as it gets. But there's your answer. Anyway, you can use that one at the party this weekend, you know. 
That is really funny. Well, just to, to make mention of a couple things from last night, the uh, the walk-off. Uh, in baseball, Lafayette walked off Southern Miss in mid-March, and Southern Miss gets the revenge at home. 7-6 last night. Golden Eagles, seven runs on ten hits. As Kelly mentioned earlier, still two errors. Needed to clean it up. But you look at the heroes from last night. Obviously, Donaldson with the walk-off. Bowen, three for five uh, with three RBIs, included his seventh home run of the year. Uh, Walner was squaring the ball up all night. Uh, went went zero for four, but had the key sack fly in the uh, in the bottom of the ninth. One of the guys that I think really hasn't got that much attention this year on the mound for the Golden Eagles, Hunter Stanley, uh, is a kid. If you if you take out the the normal guys that have like you say more than twenty innings pitched, Stanley has the lowest ERA on the entire team, two point three. Last night uh, he strikes out five and in three innings, gave up a couple runs in that first inning, but man, really mowed down the raging Cajuns in the eighth and the ninth, gave the Eagles an opportunity to win. So you you see. You know, some of these guys that we said at the beginning of the year, we know who some of the playmakers will be, but there's always a couple guys that just kind of show up and, and uh, start showing out. And, and so uh, Golden Eagles, uh, with that Pete Taylor magic last night, they're playing again tonight on the road trying to get uh, some revenge down in New Orleans. They lost earlier in the year at home, but uh, a big midweek matchup for the Golden Eagles tonight. And why the sacrifice fly by Walner was important is more than the fact that it just tied the game. And, and here's, here's how why that was so important. Obviously, you know, the game was tied. But it allowed Donaldson to completely change his approach at the plate. He was playing on house money. They were going to go extra innings. They had the game tied. They were at least going one more. All right, so Donaldson can, re- can relax knowing the only thing that can happen is good. And that's what happened. Eagles win. Eagles win. Eagles move up to... 54th in RPI, still trailing FAU. FAU upset Florida last night down in Gainesville. FAU at 50 now, Louisiana Tech in the top 30. But uh, Eagles have a great opportunity to win one tonight against New Orleans and then go uh, take on the Middle Tennessee on the road. Thanks for joining us today. For Dalton and Kelly, I'm Luke Johnson. Hope you have a great Wednesday. We'll catch you tomorrow. And as always, Southern Miss. To to the the top. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.